Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Real Leaders. And today, the real leader that's going to be featured here today will be the Apostolic Senior Leader at Life Center in Harrisburg, PA. Uh, Pastor Charles Stock serves as on the Harvest International Ministries Apostolic Team, along with Cheyenne, and has his doctoral degree from Wagner Leadership Institute, which is now Wagner University. Uh, he has a book that's really intriguing. It's called Glow in the Dark. It talks a little bit about his journey and his life of theology and just the joy, the, the theology of joy. So I'm so glad to have you with us, Charles. You're a blessing. Good to see you, man. Thank you. Thank you, Jamie. It's an honor to be here with you. And well, uh, yeah, we'll jump right into Go it. On. Yeah, we'll yeah, jump, jump right, right into, into it. it. <laughs> so so. It's, anyway, it's it's really a delight to be with you, and we love that you're in Philadelphia, so nearby. Love um, that that oh, I've only been there one time, but uh, I just I like the culture mm-hmm. of your community. Since the the amazing stewardship of the presence of God that you've developed, and it was a delight. So oh, man, we love having you to more, uh, more interaction. <laughs> so. Definitely. And it took uh, us going to California and actually connecting there. And then when we got <laughs> back to Pennsylvania, it's like, hey, we need to connect. So that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, d- I, have a, I have a question for you. Like, just okay. what are the things that are making you happy nowadays there's you know we're, we're faced with the situations that we're in but i know there's just some things that are kind of you're, you're looking at like man i'm enjoying this where there might be yeah. a lot of things that spoil our day i know there's a lot of things to be happy about so what are those for you <laughs> okay um well that's good yeah one i'm really happy when i can get through a whole day without letting a spoiler rob my joy you know from hearing bad news or, you know, yeah. the frustration with the situation. So the, the regular joys are that our pace has slowed down uh, in terms of like, like travel has stopped. So um, that takes a certain stress off of getting ready to leave and getting caught up when you get back. And, uh, and uh, things that make us happy, walking. Almost every day, Ann and I will deliberately go and we'll walk and uh, we'll walk there's some park areas near our house there's a road that follows a river that we'll walk on and so that's been a blessing and that's part of like the slowing down today we're planting trees uh, on uh, one one edge of our property and these are things that honestly for a few years we've been just pushing it you know so it's kind of nice to relax that's cool. You know, I've gotten some baking in since uh, this pandemic and found some recipes on YouTube and said, and I was like, I can oh. do that. So, yeah, yeah, you're, do, you're baking. I'm baking. <laughs> I'm great. doing these things, you know, making pizza for yeah. my wife and things like that. So it's been fun. That was for Mother's Day. So you, yeah. you were talking about our culture, but your culture and the culture that you've established yeah. there at Life Center is so rich. I think there's such a gracious freedom that's there. Um, And so you've really built something that's been uh, part of just your life work since you've said yes to Jesus. 
And so in that building legacy uh, mode that you're in, um, did this challenging time show you anything about your wisdom of timing in what you're doing, being that there has been some transitions that have made as you're, you know, releasing more ownership to the next generation, generation. We've assembled a team of amazing young leaders in their thirties and forties. Some, almost all of them have been with us for years, you know, but they just kind of grew up in stature. And uh, so I think in this, uh, time because things are chaotic like there was a certain momentum and predictability the way it was now it's like every week could be different and sometimes it wears my brain out like like you know adjusting to the new whatever and but I've, we've just watched these young guys really grab it they're really agile at all the video media streaming sound lights cameras uh, and the whole thing. And so as we've, we've watched, you know, we've just given them more and more and really happy. So I feel like in some ways it's accelerated it in terms of the obvious recognition of calling and anointing that's on these guys. So my, my thought at this point is, um, I just, in October, I'll be 70, like, which sounds so weird to say, cause you know, <laughs> In my mind, I don't feel like how I thought of my parents when they were 70, you know? right. but uh, so, um, so I just thought, you know what, I'm going to try to establish a change of status by October, if, if the Lord is willing, and, uh, and see if I can redefine my role in a formal way. And this involves a lot of negotiations. Like I've got this older team. You've met John and Brian They've been with me for 30 years. And, uh, you know, because renegotiating my role also involves adjustments in their role. And I'm not sure what the role is. It's just, but you're asking what has changed during this time. Over the last week or two, conversations Anne and I have had, it's like, yeah, we're, we're ready to take one step back maybe be the become sages rather than executives, you know, like we'll be the, the wise counselors and stuff. So this is unknown. It, you can check up on me, you know, in six months and see how that's going. But so far it, it's been phenomenal. We haven't hit huge, uh, like, like shot, like unpleasant surprises. One of the things we've seen is our, like our, our children's ministry is off the charts. And it always has been. They get hired by conferences and stuff. Like they regularly will be put on like whole, like kid, because all the kids pray, they're all anointed. Um, and likewise, our youth is, they're, you know, they're on the brink of like bursting into flames of revival. And they've, they've cultivated that. And it seemed like, um, it seemed like it was going to happen and then this whole time hit and what they they just t uh, started doing zoom uh, equipping classes for high school kids and here's the deal you know schools closed so they've got like you know 50 60 kids learning how to interpret dreams move into anointing 
and so I think when it comes back together, it's like God uses, it's like planting seeds. You know, they, they go in the soil and die. So on many levels, I think we're ready to launch into a new season. And my heart is that I don't want to leave too soon from what I'm supposed to do. But I also don't want to stay too long and stop their development. So that's kind of what's changed. Um, the young team is just shining. You know, like we're just the more stuff we turn over to them, the better it gets. You know, it's not like like uh oh, okay, we'll pull it back and we'll do it. And uh, so that's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure that's a great reassurance to you that you made the right decision because there's nothing like being in a, a difficult time to see what kind of leadership qualities emerge from that moment that you're like, yeah. okay, we were building this legacy, we passed it on, and this yeah. is sort of like a rites of passage as well, being in a time like this. Yeah. And I'm sure in your ministry, while you were doing ministry at the level you were before you made some of these um, transitions, you faced a couple of crises and it sort of was the rites of passage of <laughs> why God has called you to that place, you know, and now they've gotten their yeah. turn with something that's historic. Right. And it's like, man, this was just exactly. a confidence builder, confidence builder. You know, one of my young uh, leaders, he was here in Harrisburg with us for about 10 years. Now he was in uh, Minneapolis, but I, he, he's real creative. And I was talking to him. And he like he coined this term. He didn't coin it. He, he read it someplace. But he says this is a season of awkward opportunities. Mm. You know, like like you know, it feels so awkward. But I think there's a like a a greater restructuring, even of our whole culture, than we realize. Like not only is it historic, like churches in America have never been closed down, kind of like across the nation mm -hmm. ever. And so we feel the pain of that and also the opportunity of that. But it's happening all over, you know, to people who are without hope and without God. And I just feel like it's like everything is getting shaken. And yeah. I think there's going to be something amazing that comes out of this. I mean, some of it might, <laughs> might be some unwelcome changes mm. that we... Um, are warring against. But, right. Uh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Because of how yeah. Holy Spirit friendly you are, um, what you're yeah. eating, what you're around. And so, yeah. um, just what are the qualities that you believe of the Holy Spirit are key in what, when you're coming into a crisis or coming out of a crisis? What would you say to us about that? To us about that? Like, wow, of all the qualities, you know, like he leads us into all truth. He brings things to our remembrance. But when I thought about like, not just for me personally, but for our whole community, because our community has been strengthened. I think that Paul, oh, I'm trying to remember which letter, but he, he ends one of his letters. Uh, I think it's one of the two Corinthian letters. He says, may the love of the Father the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ or the love of God, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the communion or the koinonia of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I've thought about this, that I think what has 
been shocking is to see the degree of communion, koinonia, that we have with each other. And so when we went online, we thought, you know, this is going to get old. like the first week. Yay, we survived. You know, okay, we did our first service. Hopefully, we'll be back by Easter. We only have to do this three more times, or what? You know, like yeah. we have this mindset, <laughs> and then we're, then it's like, oh no, they extended it. You know, and and uh, so, but at, you know, we thought, okay, this is going to get old really fast for people just watching YouTube on their TVs at home. So we thought, how do we bring in, and so what, what we thought is, you know, we're gonna highlight communion each as part of our service. Like we, our, our tradition that we had made up, you know, was like we would have communion once a month and, uh, and we'd do it either in uh, the middle of, toward the end of worship as part of worship, or occasionally there would be messages that would land in communion and we, we have a high view of communion, meaning like I believe the real presence of Jesus is there and it's all a mystery. I'm not trying to define it, but um, I, so I'm closer to Catholic than I am to Quaker, you know, like Quakers, it's like just all spiritual. And, but the, uh, so we started doing that every week and we thought this is awesome because people are going to be breaking bread in their homes with their children and they're going to be uh you know the family is now becoming kind of like the shabbat meal for jewish people you know it's like this family service and uh one of our uh, david leach one of our worship pastor uh he said he he was getting ready to go to work and he walked in to the bathroom and his uh, I think she's four-year-old daughter was there in the bathroom. She had all her little stuffed animals lined up on a on a stool, and she had a paper cup. And she said, "Now this is the cup of the covenant in my blood." And she's she's doing communion with her little stuffed animals, like it's become part. It, you know, the, the, he was shocked and blessed, and so we've seen this. Thing. And I feel like, you know, in the midst of it, uh, we've seen healings and words of knowledge, like, you know, like you're doing this broadcast and get words of knowledge and then you get um, feedback, you know, oh, that was me, that was, you know, people. And so I just think that the spiritual communion we have with the Holy Spirit is by far the most significant aspect that i mean that's a reality you know that we have a union with each other which jesus prayed for that we would have a union with each other comparable to the union of the persons of the trinity like i'm a long way from having that perfected but during this time it's just blown my mind so you know that is one of those things communion does bring us together even though we might be distant from one another, um, yeah. there's something that be, is very transcendent in that experience. So I just think yeah. it's the wisdom of heaven that um, that brought you to that place where you were saying, we must practice this, especially when we're physically distant. There's a way yeah. that this actually brings yeah. us together through this yeah. 
act of being around the presence. I love it. I, and we're like, so now we're coming back, but you know, we're telling people, Hey, you know, if you, if you have, we're not going to have uh, like child ministry for the first few weeks till we figured out. And so we're telling people if you're older, if you're at risk, um, you know, consider that you might want. So now we realize, okay, we're going to have not only people online, which we've had for a long time all over the place, but we're going to have a significant portion of our own local community online and then some in the church. So we said, you know, we have to keep doing, we have to keep breaking bread as often as we come together because that'll be our connection with the people who are choosing to stay home. Yeah. Anyway, it's, no. I, I think it's a lesson that for me and a lesson that we're, we're getting as a body, like how precious this is. Yeah. The early church, you know, they would go into the, they would go into the grottos or into the, the places where the, where the bones of the, you know, they would, and they would break bread. That's where they would have communion. You know, mm. they're in the tombs of the, of the saints, like in Rome and in other places where they were being persecuted. And I just thought, wow. Yeah. Now we're kind of in a, you know, cyber age that we live in where, you know, we're experiencing this unity. Yeah, we're returning back to the essence of what this was all about. And so right. that's great. The quality of the Holy Spirit, you're saying, is coming back to the essence, coming back to the communion, coming back yeah. around the presence, which is yeah. what has brought us together in the first yeah. place. And it doesn't need to lead uh, leave us when we're in a crisis, as, a, as especially important in a crisis to practice those things that connect us. Yeah. I like it. So, yeah. you know, you're, I want you to put your spiritual father hat. Okay. Talk to uh, us. Not that you can take it off, right? It's always on. No, no, I've, I've got it. And I, I made little notes here. So I'm so happy that you're, you're just, thank you for the gift of uh, organization, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't want to catch right. people too off guard. We might get yeah, no, a little improv. But for yeah. the most part, it's, you know, I want you to be able to think and meditate on what you want to share. But yeah. so, you know, what about the future? of uh, those who are in the spirit-filled charismatic movement, the, yeah. the younger generation that's being brought up in that. And this might even be beyond your church. Um, it's what oh, you yeah. around that yeah. you need to, you, you want to encourage them uh, what they need to look like. Um, yeah. or, like what do we need to begin to do and consider yeah. uh, if the, as the torch is being passed on to them, because this is that yeah. time where torches yeah. are being passed Right. Uh, maybe mantles are being released. And then you look at the spirit-filled charismatic yeah. generation that are growing up that might be different than another generation. And yeah. and just sometimes we just need this parental advice to say stuff like, you know, don't move the ancient stone, whatever that might be, uh, or or whatever. So just yeah. talk to us about that and, and how you would encourage the future of the generations. That's that's awesome, Jamie. We've we just we have a real heart for that. I'm watching now. Um, my my grandchildren uh, are like are in you know going to university and high school and this kind of thing. That, there's four of them live in Boca Raton and they've become hooked on on our online services. You know, so they're they're like uh, being 
drawn into this thing. They would come to our conferences, but you know, not they had their own local church in Boca Raton until everything got shut down. So I'm watching something that I think is phenomenally and so important that our culture has gone so pagan. I mean, like, I, I would be, I don't want to speak evil of dignitaries, but even in our own state, we're being led by people that are, I mean, equ somewhat equivalent to the Canaanite culture yeah. in terms of their commitments and values. And, uh, and I honor them, but I just say, wow, this is not the nation that we once lived in. And I mean, it's great in the sense that the light is, you know, has a greater contrast to the darkness. But I think the future, it must be that uh, a real focus on training uh, children and young people in, in a biblical mindset. Like, I, I think about it like critiquing my own ministry over the last 25 years. We're so focused on experiencing the love of God and giving it away. This is our, our church motto, you know, that you see on the wall when you walk in, that if we're, if we're also tr always training in the word, but I, I feel like the gift must be that we train our children with a biblical mindset, that we train children, that they will grow up in a counterculture, like a revolutionary counterculture that our that our fam I mean, it would would to God that all families would look like the family planned by God, but that's not the case. And in fact, that family vision is being actively persecuted around the world, not just in America. So I think it's so important that we establish such strong bonding and love within our family you know it's not gonna it won't endure if it's based in rules and and you know anger and you know control it must be based in love and bonding and that they you know it's kind of like david said in your presence is fullness of joy that that the children recognize you know in a home with a father and a mother there is joy and there is and so we're I mean, this is, we're watching this happen and it's, you know, I just think it's the grace of God. Like it's not because we did everything right. But in 1992, Kim Clement or 1991 prophesied this property that we would be in, that we moved to 20 years ago in 2020. And he said, it's for the purposes of the children, purposes of training, purposes of counsel. And he went on and, and we've seen that far more than we recognized. Wow. So we're looking at, I mean, now we're looking at as we reopen that we've, we have many of our kids are in Christian schools, many homeschool, and we have a, a Christian school that we helped plant, but it's a little different. It's a, it operates a little differently than we're comfortable operating in terms of sort of like excellence and organization issues, not heart issues. But we feel almost a mandate, like we're going to start a, you know, K through master degree, graduate degree in college educational system when, when we get, uh, you know, back up and running. And, and these are multi-year projects. We've been trying to start a college, a, an accredited college 
for about five years, you know, working through all the the stuff with the state, the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, hallelujah. <laughs> and, but we're, but so I think, um, sorry if I'm rambling too long, but I feel like that w w if we turn our hearts to the, the children, we will raise up Daniels and Esthers and Samuels who, you know, it's really interesting. God revealed himself to Samuel by his word. And, uh, and of course, it was a spoken word, but I feel like there is something where, you know, because of our, our culture, you know, that kids have smartphones and they're, they, they get caught into texting and messaging and, you know, uh, tweeting and, and Instagramming their life. And they, they're, it's so important to give them a foundation yeah. of, of revelation because God will reveal himself to them through his word. You know, like not, not just that they hear the voice of the Lord, but that they also know what the written word of God, you know, the, the full message. So that's my, and, and I was thinking when you asked that, the, the scripture that came to me, because here's what I think. And, and this, you can edit this out if you don't want it. But I think that there may be a season of persecution hmm. that we hit. I pray not, you know, I pray. But I think we're one election cycle away from persecution. You know, I don't think we're one election cycle away from, from everything's awesome. I'm not looking to any political leader to do what, the church is a nation within a nation. You know, we're citizens of heaven. Our home is not in this world. We live as ambassadors. But I, so I, I just feel like the best thing we can do is, is, is raise children and young people with a vision for what it means to live for the kingdom of God that, you know, we, you know we're dead and the life we live, we live by faith in the Son of God, that we're, we put our affections on things above, not on things of the earth, things of the earth. The, the, the thought that came to me was 1 Samuel 16, 11, you know, when Samuel came to Jesse, and he said, Jesse, bring your sons. Jesse brought all of his sons except David, and there may have been background reasons for that, which are all very interesting, but, but and, and Samuel thought, well, look at this guy handsome, talented, and each time God said, no, 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 no. And finally, he asked, um, asked Jesse, is this all your sons? Because none of that, I don't know why I'm here. And then, then Jesse says, well, there remains yet the youngest, but he's out taking care of the sheep, you know. And so Samuel says, well, send for him and get him, and we will not sit down till he comes. And so I just think sometimes we can be looking at talent and, uh, you know, appearance and things, and God is looking for the heart. And uh, so that, I think that's where the future of, of charismatic is, is. I think the potential is awesome mm. to train a mighty generation. I see it in our young people. You know, they've grown up in a, in a, with a hostility toward a Christian worldview mm. that, was unknown, even though I was, I was a hippie, I was pagan and stuff, but I knew I was a sinner. I didn't know I was a sinner until I 
got convicted by the Holy Spirit. I thought I was great, but the I knew that that lifestyle was not what the Bible taught. Now our youth guys, you know, these are on fire kids. They get a youth group. A lot of them are new Christians. They start teaching on chastity and and heterosexuality as normative. And they said, it's unreal. Some of the kids, they're like, they've never heard anything like this. Yeah. They've grown up in homes where, you know, the parents might say, well, you think you're a boy? Do you think you're a girl? You just, um, so that's why I think I just have a passion to um, create a mighty generation of children who know they're human beings <laughs> created in the image and likeness of God. That's you know, you know anyway. That's, no, that's really good. One of the things I'm hearing you say um, that you're you're encouraging a generation to be cautious about is the idea of that where they're saying how much of the world can I have and still have God, versus a generation that say how much of God can I have and still have life, you know what I mean? You know, and without yeah, getting snapped yeah. from this earth and, you know, being yeah. tied by his glory. You know, yeah. if we, if, if a generation would go after God like that, instead of try to see how much of the world they can get away with and still be a Christian, you know, oh, yeah. that's where we're at. We're in a time where a lot of the, the talent, a lot of the posturing, a lot of what it appears to look like are yeah. a generation of, you know, charismatic dynamic people you know but there might be like to your point we're, we're encouraging people to consider their character and consider um whether it's as true behind the scenes as it appears to be in front of everybody and like to your point you know if we're always on instagram and social media those can be digital distractions but those can also be ways that we become like the idols that we possess where we're always trying to put an appearance of something where there's another reality behind that. Yeah. Yeah. That's well said, Jamie. I mean, that's, that's really, it is not getting distracted. All of those, you know, it's all an amazing tool. I mean, look at this. We're having this yep. conversation that over the last three months, I've gotten really used to <laughs> right. talking to a camera, talking to a screen. And it's it's amazing, but the the potential is that we're never alone. We're never thinking deeply. We may be thinking quickly, but we're not thinking deeply, you know. Um, and our and we may know lots of things about lots of things, but we don't know a lot about the one thing, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my my. I, I, but I think the future for charismatic Christianity is amazing. I think so. Too. I think actually, I think most, I think most evangelical denominations were like when I became a Christian almost 50 years ago, which blows my mind. But, uh, you know, there was a big divide with fundamentalists versus uh, charismatics, you know. Mm -hmm. And now it's like it, you can read when you read, you read commentaries or you read like uh, scholarly papers being written by. Baptists and fundamentalists, they all acknowledge the gifts of the Spirit, you know, like, I mean, they all, so I'm not where, 
I, maybe I just haven't read enough good cessationists that I realize, okay, they really do think the faucet shut off and has never been on. But I'm just seeing a hunger and a recognition of what God's doing. Yeah. Well, look, you and your wife are so in particular. <laughs> I think you just kind of ooze certain yeah. qualities. Uh, forgive me for the word, but um, I just feel like it ooze love, joy. And just these other we leak a lot. But um, which one of these characteristics of Jesus mm. do you believe is the most helpful to ooze when there is such yeah. so much uncertainty surrounding us? Yeah. What do you think is the most important for us to be able to impart during a time like this? Wow. So I was so glad you said this because a lot of these are things you know, you want to think about like, yeah, which one? So of course, agape love is, you know, the reality of God's nature. We live in love. We walk in love. Um, we pour our lives out. We lay our lives down. It's all love. But I thought, so that would have been my off the top of the head answer. But when I thought about, it, I think right now, the greatest thing to ooze like of the radiance of God that's within you. I'm looking at you on the screen, Jamie. I see you radiant and uh, it's awesome. But I think is hope, mm. you know, that uh, we have a living hope. We have a blessed hope. Um, it, it, God calls himself the God of hope. I love, you know, the, that uh, prayer of Paul, Romans 15, 13, may the God of hope, because hope, Biblical hope is this confidence in the future that God has promised. And, uh, you know, there's something about we live in hope. Faith is actually the substance of things we hope for. So if we're not in hope, how can we have faith? You know, if I, yeah. if, uh, uh, so, hmm. I, and I love this prayer, may the God of hope fill you. With all and some some translations, especially um, like in other languages, uh, I have two French translations, and they both say, "May He fill you with all joy and all peace." <laughs> I like that they, that they that they add the all for the second one. But may the God of hope, so the God of hope, who I mean, this is wild that God is the God of hope that He also is full of hope you know that he has hope for you hope for me he you know everything I, i'm i'm not an open theist i i believe that god has the end from the beginning you know like and that he's got it even though sinful people uh killed jesus as peter preached he said they did it according to the predeterminate will of god foreknowledge of god acts chapter two and in other places but so i think god knows the end that that i live for that and that i can see my life like i don't have to have everything great during my lifetime because that that's really the american culture you know we want it like what can make me a better person so that next year i have everything i want you know but mm. but i i'm willing to live my life in struggle for the purpose of what God has 
planned for the future, you know, that, that we each lay our lives down for the generations beyond us and for the purposes of God. And so may the God of hope fill you with all joy. Now, if you can imagine get, getting filled with all the joy that exists in the universe, uh, created and uncreated, because before God created anything, he had joy. Mm. Before, I mean, there's certain things about God, like he didn't have mercy before he created. You know, like he, the father didn't need to have mercy on the son or the spirit. But once human beings sinned, suddenly this overflow of God's mercy. So those are called contingent qualities of God. But so I think hope is an eternal quality of God that we share in. As we live in, in this supernatural hope, he fills us with joy and with peace, which are both uncreated, like essential aspects of God. Mm. And, you know, obviously I'm a little cup in the ocean. The only way I can get filled with all the water in the ocean is if it's moving through me. <laughs> you know, I can't like capture it and keep it in my cup. But essentially, you know, we have infinite joy and infinite peace if we, if we retain hope. And uh, I, had to, I had to discipline myself, especially during the first few weeks of this time, like I'd keep looking for good news, you know, and then a number of prophets, they all prophesied that, you know, on, on Passover, it's over. And, uh, you know, at Easter, it's going to turn. And it has, I mean, if you look back statistically, the number, you know, the infection rate and all this stuff dropped but it wasn't instant and but i i kind of had a childlike hope <laughs> you know i thought okay we're gonna be and then i'm bummed out you know and i'm you know you know fighting to not live in frustration but to live in hope so i think hope that he'd fill us with all joy and all peace in believing or as we trust him nib that that there's something like, God, I just trust you, and it's not conditional, it's unconditional. And in that, I'm living, and I'm being filled with all joy and all peace, and it's not part of my circumstances. Can it be challenged? Yes. In 10 minutes, it can be challenged, you know, by mm -hmm. someone that gets in your face with unreasonable stuff. But, but you reset back to that. I think that's how love gets perfected, you know, as we, we keep the discipline of returning to joy, returning to peace, living in hope, being an optimist. Do I want to tell my grandkids, like, man, I'm sorry you got born, you know, it's a lot better when I was born. And just think we should probably go back to our great great grandfathers because that was the last time the world was good. It's not true. It, you know, the world is actually, it's on so many levels, things materially, things are getting better generation after generation despite all the negativity but so i have to live in hope that god's the promises of god will all be fulfilled yeah. and if they're not all fulfilled in my lifetime i'm passing it on to my children great grandchildren great grandchildren great great if i live that long but, yeah so that's yeah, what and then overflow with hope, you know, that we, the, the prayer ends with that you would abound or overflow with hope every place we go. Hmm. So, end of, end of my 
monologue. <laughs> no, that was, I mean, you were oozing. You were oozing <laughs> as you were sharing, you were oozing hope. You were describing that. And I just felt, you know, inside of me, just something come alive. And, and oh. I was like, yeah, that's exactly, that's such a good word because of how you think of the antithesis of that is hopelessness, is pessimism. Yeah. It's despair and despair, right? Yeah. And, and we, we can see that around. So I do think that's one of the key characteristics to have during this time. We, we, we do preach faith, but let's have hope as we, yeah. you know, we have to start people somewhere. And so that's the foundation in which <laughs> faith can be built on. Sometimes yeah. we're preaching faith with, no, with people with no yeah. foundation, you know? Yeah. So you, you said something. Yeah, go ahead. You can say something. No, I, I'm just listening. You know, you, you said something, and I, I'm curious if one of the prophets in, in what they shared, like you said, you know, you know, it, things kind of turned when they said that, um, mm -hmm. but they were, they were using cute little rhyme schemes. So I was thinking, did anybody <laughs> say um, on Mother's Day, it's, on, on Mother's Day, it's going to be smothered? <laughs> be smothered I didn't hear that. Mother? I made that up that on Passover, it'd be over. I just, okay, it okay, just okay. came okay. out of me. No, that was... Then. That was kind yeah. of catchy. That was a good mantra. It was. I know. I thought, hey, I, you know, point <laughs> you. it didn't happen. I could have been declaring it. But yeah, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm thankful for the prophets, you know, and, and I realized many of the things that Isaiah said that totally didn't happen in his lifetime are still true prophecies and give me massive inspiration and hope, you know. Yeah. So I think that's the, it's, it's the foolishness of preaching. It's the, you know, the, I mean, there's always a terror when you give a prophetic proclamation like, okay, God, if this doesn't happen the way people is, are expecting it to happen, then they're going to wonder if I heard from God. But I think they all heard from God. And I just think I was hoping it was going to be really simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this yeah. is great. Well, thank you so much, thank Pastor you. Charles. Thank you for what you shared. I, I we covered so much ground from legacy, passing on the torch to another generation, and just characteristics yeah. of Jesus and the Holy Spirit that are needed in this time. I know people who are listening to this are you're you know bringing such authentic, real truths that are real to you that you're imparting to a body and to people, and a lot of other people now are going to be able to be blessed by it. So appreciate you. Well, thank you, Jamie. And I just pray God's blessing on you and on Jamie. I'm not Jamie, on Virgie. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I'll take yeah, it. on you. I'll take Both it. of you. You got a double blessing. Yeah, but God's <laughs> blessing on you and on Virgie and that your apostolic uh, world will grow, that you'll see you'll have spiritual sons and daughters who become mighty and that what you're doing there at in the light will go on for generations and we just we're so blessed to know that you're just an hour and a half down the highway and uh we're in this together yes and we we're we're praying for each other and uh just believing good things that's the hope right we're believing Yes. That what is coming will be good, even if it's in a hostile environment. You know, it just, it's always good in the house of the Lord, you know. 
<laughs> there you have it, folks. Just a live demonstration of just what it looks like to impart to leaders, but also be a blessing to the person you're in front of. So enjoy your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. Oh, 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 oh,